0: You're listening to Our Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhalayn and al hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhalayn.org support. Now, Abu Talib realizes that things are becoming more and more intense, he gathers the Bani Hashim and he makes an oath with them, look, we have to defend Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi even if you don't believe in his message, we have to defend him, you know he's truthful, you know he's truthful, he's not lying. So all members of Bani Hashim, the immediate relatives of the Prophet, they promised to defend him, we won't allow anyone to come and hurt him, except Abu Lahab, he said no, I don't accept his message and I'm going to fight him. So Quraysh at this point, they realized that we're not prepared for an armed resistance against the Prophet because Bani Hashim are still strong, they have alliances with other Arab tribes, we don't want this an all-out war, so the best thing is to you know uh, keep our campaign of brainwashing people, of ruining the reputation of the Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa so they start to boycott the Prophet, they started a movement of boycotting the Prophet and the Muslims. The Quran mentions this in verse 26, verse, uh, in verse 26 of Surah Al-An'am, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says anhu They used to prohibit people from seeing the Prophet, any newcomer who wanted to see the Prophet, oh no, 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 don't go, you'll regret it. He's a magician, he's going to play with your mind. So they wanted to boycott the Prophet sallallahu so they continued their campaign of mocking him, of discouraging people from following him. When the opportunity would arise, they would also physically try to harm the Prophet, not like with a weapon where they wanted to kill him, but they tried to physically harass him. So we have a number of historical accounts that say the Prophet would come into Masjid Al-Haram now remember at the time Qibla was towards Jerusalem so he would stand at the southern corner of the Kaaba so he has the Kaaba in front of him towards north when he would pray they would take the intestines of animals of like the camel like like just a, a camel that was recently slaughtered with all the blood and the guts They would take that and they would wipe it all over the body of the Prophet staining his clothes, staining his shoulders, very painful and everyone's watching, the Prophet would not lift a finger, Imam Ali was there but he was instructed by the Prophet not to fight, why? because it would have gotten out of control and then the people would have accused Muhammad, oh this guy's violent and he's trying to fight us, it would hurt the Prophet's message at that point. So it was a very painful scene, inshallah later we'll examine after Fatima al-Salam was born, this is a common scene that she would see, she would come to Masjid al-Haram and she would see her Prophet in that state and she would cry, when he would go back home she would wipe the dust and the blood from his you know, forehead, from his face, from his shoulders and, and she would cry, seeing what would happen to her, prof, to her father, so this was a common scene that would happen in Masjid Al Haram, one day Abu Talib walks in, now Abu Talib when he was present no one dared to do that, one day Abu Talib walks into Masjid Al Haram, he sees the Prophet stained with all these guts and intestines of the animal, he becomes furious, he stands, who did this? they were cowards, they chickened out, no one came and said I did it, they remained silent, so he went, he picked up those intestines, he passed by those leaders of Quraysh, remember these are high-ranking Meccans and he took the intestines and he you know applied it to their mustaches, now in Arab culture, when you touch a man's mustache like that, that's the worst insult you can give him right, (laughs) so he did that, and he told them this is the last time you do this, next time I'm going to take action, so he did that, he humiliated them one by one, not one of them dared to lift a finger against Abu Talib, he really supported the Prophet sallallahu alaihi once Abu Jahl, this evil man whom the Prophet sallallahu alaihi called the Fir'aun of this you know nation, very very evil, he made an oath, he got so angry, he made an oath, he said, next time Muhammad comes, I'm going to carry this heavy rock which I can barely lift and I'm going to smash his head and get this over with. So the Prophet sallallahu comes into Masjid al-Haram, when the Prophet goes into sujood, his plan was to take the rock and smash the Prophet's head with it. As he was lifting the rock and going and everyone's anxiously waiting, The evil one are very happy, great, he's going to wound the Prophet, possibly kill him. As he's going, he shakes, he stops, he comes back. They told him, Abu Jahl, you chickened out, what's what's the matter? You were so brave and you made an oath, I'm going to settle this once and for all. What happened with you? He told them, I saw a vision, never in my life had I seen it. They told him, what did you see? He saw. I don't know. Am I going mad? I don't know what happened. I saw, as I was approaching Muhammad, I saw a camel out of nowhere about to eat me. So I I got scared and I came back. Later, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi was told about this. The Prophet told them, "Do you know what that was?" They told him what. He told him that was Jibrail frightening him, because he wanted to kill me. So. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did protect the Holy Prophet sallallahu on a number of occasions, they really did, you know, try to uh, kill the Prophet. Finally, let's examine the Islam of Hamza, the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu Hamza was not too much older than the Prophet, some say two years, some say four years, some say six years, he was, you know, pretty much in the age group of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi we don't exactly know when Hamza became Muslim, there is some discrepancy in the historical accounts, some say you know two three years after uh, the announcement of the Prophet, some say at the sixth year of Hijrah, uh, not Hijra Hijrah, Afwan, the sixth year after revelation, uh, he became Muslim, so basically what happened is one day Abu Jahl, this evil man, he passes by the Prophet, And he slanders him with every filthy word you can think of, Hamza was known for hunting, he was very brave, he was well respected by Quraysh, at that point Hamza had not declared his Islam, he had believed like in the core message of the Prophet but he had not made it public yet, so Hamza comes back from his hunting trip, now he had a habit, whenever he'd come back from hunting, before going to his house and meeting his family, he would come and do the tawaf around the Kaaba to thank Allah for giving him sustenance, as he's coming to Masjid Al-Haram to do the tawaf, there was a woman who heard what Abu Jahl said to the Prophet in front of everyone, she told him, oh Hamza, do you know what happened to your nephew today? he says what? he's like, you weren't here to hear what Abu Jahl said to him and she tells him what Abu Jahl said to him, Hamza becomes furious, he comes to Masjid Al-Haram, where is Abu Jahl? Abu Jahl starts shaking, he was a coward, Hamza comes up to him and when he sees him, some narrations say he slapped him, some say with his bow, he struck his head, he wounded him, he struck him, how dare you mention my nephew like that? I believe in what he says, so Hamza reveals that he had believed in the message of the Prophet, now some people wanted to get up and defend Abu Jahl from his tribe, Abu Jahl told them look basically I deserve it, what I said to Muhammad was filthy and I guess I get you know I, I got what I asked for, so he orders you know his people not to fight uh, Hamza for doing that, he just accepts the humiliation Hamza because he gets so angry, he decides to go public, he says you know what, I believe in his message, I'm a Muslim and no one should dare to attack him, if you attack him I'm going to kill you, that was a big support for the Muslims, the Prophet was so relieved when he heard Hamza, his uncle believed in his message and that was truly amazing that you know, Hamza in those sensitive moments, in that sensitive time, he supported the Prophet sallallahu alaihi this boosted the morale of those early Muslims and that was a big big victory for the Muslims and Hamza as we know you know is the Lion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is that Shaheed who would later become Shaheed at the Battle of Uhud,